0: Ah, dropped the subject. Allie and James on a lovely Friday. If you were listening live yesterday, we had a couple of technical difficulties, which happened. And uh and you know what? You probably thought that I was drunk. And I wasn't. But the good news is that I am now. No, I'm just kidding. Um you, We're happy to be here what? with you.
1: Hmm? Wait, what? <laughs> Ha, oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? the good news is that we can blame Jesse as we can for everything. and it oh, really Ellie, is you make such fault. a good
1: point about what I, is that that's kind of how it was? I'm trying <laughs> yes. to redo it just in case the people missed it because they it was really, really funny. We'll we'll just do that the whole show. We'll just react to like completely nothing, Allie, or like yeah, the wrong it's thing. it's
0: literally. Uh, I mean, hey, we've <laughs> the fact that we've been doing this at home in our in our living rooms, in our closets, in our guest rooms, bedrooms bathrooms even sometimes the fact that we have not run into more problems is shocking to me and it,
1: it is shocking, you
0: know yes. broadcasting from home has it's a slew of technical problems a slew of lawnmowers and birds and cats and and weed whackers and all kinds of things so every once in a while there's going to be a mistake in this case jesse messed up on some of the files and the way that they were put into our system and it looked like we were reacting to no one <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty there, great
1: there was lo- like long pauses and you know the station will like alarm people lot uh, of people don't know this yeah. the station will like freak out if it's too quiet mm-hmm. for too long and I felt like we were like just pushing that border <laughs> like we were like <laughs> yes. just getting there and then all of a sudden Allie, you would just like would randomly just be like, laugh ha, ha. about something
0: <laughs> <laughs> seemingly no, was... reacting to nothing <laughs> Uh, good it's stuff amazing. well if you heard that then you are not having a stroke just wanted to confirm that for you but we do have a stroke free show planned for you we're going to be talking to dr jen we're going to be talking to jason carter we're going to be talking about britney spears we're going to do a really estate we've got our gayest news headline pitches for you and much much more wanted to start the show with a question for you james Mm. there are some things that you see that are Stereotypically creepy. I mean, like horror movie stereotype creepy. And I want you. I want to ask you if this is the creepiest scenario you can possibly think of.
1: Ooh, okay. I love creepy scenarios.
0: So my wife and I are going on an, on e- an evening stroll. Okay, so
1: it's, so terrifying.
0: Uh, it the, the two, two of you together. Two <laughs> lesbians two, in sports in, bras walking in in down the street. <laughs> <laughs> in the <a> Subaru. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, homos. And so we're walking down the street, and it's you know sun is setting, so it's it's that dimly lit evening chill. Mm-hmm. We have to walk in the evenings because it's been hot as balls, even though balls I learned are not that hot. But so we're walking down the street, and we see on the lawn a deserted old school tiny tiny like 1950 style baby red tricycle.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So this is Okay, actually I want to know what you did next because us black folks have a theory.
0: Oh, <gasps> really? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, so we walked by and we and Katie was like that is the creepiest thing ever. I was like, yeah, it would if it was literally any other tricycle, it would be a thousand times less creepy the fact that it was like you know that radio flyer red the red
1: one from like and it's, the shining or whatever yeah
0: and it's like <laughs> tiny tiny wheels like almost too tiny and it's you know like you picture it next to a swing that's just swinging by itself
1: uh-huh was there it, all of a sudden like windy like tumbleweed blowing yes by, right? yes
0: there was <laughs> so we kind of stopped and we were looking around and we were like where's the child that but like First of all, what family would get a, a tricycle this old? Like, they're, I mean, we Hipsters. live in an area where most people have, like, new shiny toys all the time. The fact that uh-huh. someone is riding a tricycle this old is already strange. And then abandoning said tricycle in on the lawn at night. Uh-huh. Then, so we decide to, we look around, we don't see anybody. We keep walking. Then, so that happened two days ago, last night.
1: So you we, left the trike alone. You didn't do anything.
0: We didn't do anything with the trike.
1: Okay, all right, all right. Continue.
0: Okay. So last night we go on the same walk. We're, we're walking. We make our little loop. We go around. Uh, we pick up some wine at the liquor store. And then we're Is walking. that the
1: noise lesbians make when they walk? I
0: think it's cloppy, clop, 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 <laughs> clopity. Uh huh. Cloppy, clap, clop, clop. <laughs> it's like Monty Python when they have the two coconuts. so so we're walking down the same we're walking down the same street walk but walking back home and then across the street in the parking lot on the other side of the street is the same abandoned tricycle
1: with the same swing and the same tumbleweed
0: same breeze but on the other side, like same area, but on the other side. So it had been on the uh it had been on the lawn and then it was across the street in a parking lot abandoned. So got to be ghost baby, right? Is there any other scenario?
1: Absolutely not any other scenario. <laughs> or like ghost mom pushing the trike wondering where her come ghost on, baby is. Come on, Johnny. Right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Ah, Uh, now what is your theory
1: you left the trike alone right
0: we have not done anything with the tricycle but i don't know where it's gonna be tonight is it gonna be in my living room next
1: i was gonna say we need to be careful if it starts coming closer to you you didn't approach the trike did you take pictures of it i wanted to
0: and i should i should have but you know no no
1: no that (laughs) listen listen (laughs) <laughs> first of all I have th- go watch any horror movie by the way basically all of them except for get out ever produced the black person always dies first yep mm-hmm. even if they come back to life they always die first which is so ironic. even if they
0: spend the movie telling everyone how to not die stay
1: away run yeah. don't do stuff because this is I feel like we felt like listen black folks sometimes we're like that is really some white people s uh-huh. because like only white people would walk up to that tricycle. Like, want to take pictures of it. Like, move it all around. Like, let's investigate. Let's call somebody and talk about this. What is this? Nope. Black folks are like, like, you need to run. You need to stay (laughs) away from from that trike. trike. Don't do anything with that tricycle. And if it starts coming closer to you, you you don't call the police. You call, you know, what's the name of them down the street to come handle this trike. Right? You don't No. You stay far away from. So I'm glad, Allie, that the whiteness didn't kick up in you. (laughs) No, no, she she didn't. I,
0: I. I was definitely like, should I take a picture? And I was like, no, 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 let's just keep walking. I need to get away from this tricycle. And then, yeah, saw it across the street and was like, keep walking. Yeah.
1: Mind mind your own trike business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Demon child on a tricycle, live your best life. Or I guess you tried and then...
1: Keep, keep an eye on it. I'm just saying, if the trike gets closer, then you might have to take some action. But for now, leave that damn trike alone.
0: <laughs> okay, leave that trike alone. Some of the many takeaways that you will have in the show today when we come back. Redskins drama. Drop the subject.
2: The new Channel Q.
0: Well, there aren't a lot of people that are having a great 2020, but the Redskins is not one of them, formerly known as the Redskins. We will not call them that anymore because Um, they have ditched the name finally, which they should have 40, 60 years ago when people first started calling for the name change. Dan Snyder, the owner of the formerly Washington Redskins which uh this is just, there's just so many details here. Uh, he said that the name will never change that was 20 years ago. Now the name is changing to what that is still TBD, but there is a the the president of the Nav uh that there's like the Navajo president, he proposed a new name for the wa- for the football team and already trademarked it. He thinks they should be changed to the Washington Code Talkers. Ooh. But that's not we what we are here to talk about. We are here to talk about the big story that dropped yesterday about conduct and misconduct and sexual allegations coming from the entire formerly Redskins organization <laughs> and the toxic <laughs> environment of misogyny that took place there. There are 15 women who have come forward, which to me the most shocking most shocking statement that I've read so far is that they hired 15 women. But
1: well, at some of them were cheerleaders though, Allie,
0: Oh, okay. Let's, that let's, makes so much more sense. Let's be,
1: let's be clear. Let's keep the women in their place.
0: Abby. Uh-huh. Yes. I was like, so, 15 whole women, huh? What, what f- were they 15 doing? 15
1: whole women. Yeah, and, uh, not all of them. And the uh, the one woman who is not um, Emily Applegate, who was a former marketing coordinator, she's the only one of the 15 who is not anonymous. Uh, she's the only one that did uh, lend her name to this. Uh, but they're, yeah, these reports of sexual harassment, uh, and really this it was more of like this cultural um situation like this toxic masculinity and toxicity in general where women were regularly subjected to sexual remarks inappropriate touching. And while Dan Snyder, the owner of the formerly Redskins, <laughs> is not explicitly named in this these allegations. He also it's it's sort of assumed that he and Bruce Allen and some other big, wigs on the formerly Redskins knew of the culture and allowed it to perpetuate for a very long time. This is also, you know, this is one of those unfortunate now, you know, they're really going to be able to have some facts and put the the, I was going to say, yeah, feet to the put people's feet to the fire. There we go. That's the right analogy. But people have known this in the Washington organization for a very, very long time. It is no secret, uh, and, and not even inside of NFL circles, like private circles, it's just no secret period that it is a completely dysfunctional organization and has been since Dan Snyder took the helm in 1999, even before that, not only from mismanagement of players, it's a place where players don't want to play and they don't want to be, but also there you can tell by someone's turnover, um, Right, how
0: quickly people leave, right? Yes,
1: exactly. There's even someone who is a former deputy uh, press secretary uh, for Bill Clinton, who then went on to work for the Redskins and only worked there for a year. And she's like, that place was worse than politics. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, it's it was a really, really awful environment. Specific people who were named in the sexual harassment, um, these allegations, uh, Larry Michael, a radio broadcaster who's already... Uh, a lot of these individuals have either stepped down or been fired, by the way, in recent days. There's also been really interesting. Uh, take almost all of the minority owners in the team sold their shares of the team within the last two weeks. Whoa. It's like they are like knew, inside
0: tip. Get yep. the F out.
1: <laughs> get the F out. So Larry Michael who was a famous radio broadcaster, did the games. Uh, they director of pro personnel, uh, president of business operations, chief operating officer, some trainers um, and other like, you know, physical training staff were named in this these allegations as well. Um, and, you know, I think one of the good things of, that can come of this alley is that Ron Rivera is the new head coach there. But. And he's a he's a pretty stand up guy. He's he's really he's very, very well respected. He's one of, I think, only two Latino head coaches ever in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And someone please correct me if I'm wrong on that stat. But he's a good guy. And he said, you know, the biggest thing we have to do is move forward from this. And then he goes on to say a bunch of really great things. But I, I hate that statement. Right. I hate that first statement that's like, and like Ron Rivera is great, but like, no, we don't need to move on from this. You need to stop, pause, listen to these allegations, take them seriously, address the culture that's probably trickle down into your locker room now that you inherited, right? The entire organization, like we don't need to just move forward from it and go play football. Like that's the whole freaking issue with the NFL in the first place.
0: Well, yeah, and they always release that corporate jargon of like, we take matters like this seriously. We take matters of employee conduct extremely, like we have no, a zero tolerance policy for the, you know, and it's like, well, you don't have a zero tolerance policy for misconduct and and, and bad conduct because- because, because it, otherwise you wouldn't be where you are now so why right. don't you just it, call a spade a spade acknowledge it and i really do think that this is the tip of the iceberg not just for the redskins but for other teams that have some shady stuff going on or toxic environments because it's there's a lot of racism there's a ton of sexism there's i mean there's it's all politics in the nfl and it always has been and mm-hmm. i think that you know, some of their true colors have been showing this year, of course, with the Redskins, but as the, NF- with the NFL, as an organization, I mean, people, there's so many problems there. And I think that we're living in this time now where all of the dirt is being kicked up and everyone is being exposed. And yep. hopefully it will help, uh, you know, it kind of hark, it reminded me a little bit of the college admission scandal. It's like, oh, here's this thing that's been going on for many years that, you know, no one is kind of an open secret, but no one's really investigated it. And then uh-huh. it was like, oh, now there's this name and now there's this name. And I really do feel that it's just going to keep trickling and trickling yep. and trickling and bleeding into other organizations, other um, franchises. Plus Absolutely. anyone who's going to who's like their goal is to own a team of any kind. I feel like it's just a dick.
1: Um, Yeah, you're just pretty much. uh, I mean, there are a couple of good. The guy, the guy. I just blinked on his name, but the guy who just bought the Clippers after Donald Sterling, that whole drama a few years ago. He seems like a pretty good. Okay, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. There are exceptions to the rule. There's a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. When we come back, Britney Spears. We're changing it up. We're going from (gasps) sports to Britney because that's how we roll.
1: When we come back, chili dogs. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q
1: Yes.
0: Free Britney is something that you may have heard in years past, 5, 10, 20 years ago even. People were talking about this in 2008. Free Britney Spears, She is un- she is unable to control her life. She needs help. She's been trying to tell us that she needs help for years and we are not listening. We are not doing her a service. We're not being true fans because we are not decoding her secret messages. Now, there were also many theories about some of the posts that she's come out with recently. And I'm usually, I try not to subscribe to too many conspiracy theories. Uh Um, But there are some, I I mean, we've we've been looking at Reddit. I've been looking at some of the things people were posting on TikTok (laughs) and on Twitter. And I don't know about you, James, but I'm kind of in.
1: Uh, you know what? I feel like I'm into at first. I was like, whatever. And this is a whole thing it, or at first, meaning like early on, like years ago, I was like, okay, she's not, she's a grown ass woman. She's not, this is not no conspiracy theory, like whatever. And then, you know, people started talking about her mental health and I was like, okay, we're not going to make fun of her mental health, but maybe if she has some mental health issues going on, like, I hope she's getting help and all those things. But now it just, something seems wrong. Something really does actually, you know, I'm a big believer where there's smoke, there's fire. And there's been a lot of smoke around Britney sort of being held against her will, more or less, for a Mm -hmm. long time. And it just won't go away. And I feel like this smoldering fire has now turned into full-blown conspiracy theory.
0: Well, Free Britney was trending again on Twitter yesterday. And there is something different going on. I mean, you can't look at videos... You can't listen to things like this. All
2: right, right now, I'm in Maui and I hear thousands of birds. Check
0: this out. Without thinking something's slightly wrong.
1: Yeah. Like. That's so
0: loud. She's talking to <laughs> us, James. What is she saying? She,
1: she is like the burning down of her gym and all these vi- workout, like, quote, workout videos lately and all of these things. And she's like, you guys have asked me a bunch of questions. And so I'm going to answer them. And here's the thing. If we so there are so many people in the world who know every single thing about Britney that is possible to know, they already know that her favorite thing is a chili dog. Or that her like favorite island. Or they know
0: that it's not. And they know that she's saying chili dog for a very specific reason, like the fact that my maybe she's being held captive in Chile.
1: Yes. Yes. Or that she's like, my favorite. you know, they asked her what her one favorite place is, and she's like, Well, my favorite place is Hawaii and Turks and Caicos. And you're like, Okay, and why did why did she jump oh, to Turks and Caicos so fast?
0: Okay, right. Okay. Because one of the theories that I'm bringing to the table is that she is in South America somewhere. So because, because of the chili dog thing. So I've got this, hold on. I've got this evidence here. So, so we've got, so she, this, that video that you were talking about where she was answering a bunch of questions, right? Uh Where she, she answers what is her favorite food? Uh, or, and that is apparently one of the questions that she gets asked all the time. Which I mean, all of these questions are completely planned, right? It's not like she really knows what her fans are asking.
2: Okay, what's my favorite food? Is hot, um, a chili hot dog.
0: Okay, a chili hot dog. It doesn't mm. seem like something she would like at all, and she specifically said chili hot dog.
1: <laughs> not just any hot dog.
0: Not not a hot dog. Not a Nathan's hot dog. Uh-huh. Not a ballpark hot dog. A chili hot dog. So chili. The other connection here is that when she's in quote hawaii she's talking about these birds
2: right now i'm in maui and i hear thousands of birds
0: these birds i've looked them up okay they're Uh not in Uh hawaii
1: what those birds aren't in hawaii
0: (laughs) well (laughs) well i mean my my by doing some research i mean i did like a quick google search about loud birds and most of them are in the Amazon. The Amazon is one of the loudest places when it comes to birds. <laughs> it's supposed to be deafeningly loud. And as yes. you recall in her video, they're so loud. They're so loud.
1: <laughs> they're so loud. Uh,
0: and that's mm. also in South America. The third so, thing uh-huh. is that she talks about loving Turks and Caicos.
2: Cleanest food, the most beautiful ocean, the spot is amazing. Well,
0: she says, hold on.
2: Turks and Caicos is a little bit
0: more jungly. More jungly.
1: More, uh, Turks and Caicos is a little bit more jungly. Turks and Caicos
2: is a little bit more jungly and more um, tropical. Um, There's not that many people there. It's a small island and it basically has the cleanest food,
0: the most beautiful ocean, the spot is amazing. The spot is amazing. What is the spot?
1: maybe there's a there's a restaurant called like the spot and then she's trapped in a basement underneath it or something like that on the island of Turks and Caicos like I feel like all of this is because she's like what's your favorite place Hawaii but I love Turks and Caicos and then she goes on to like spend all this time describing Turks and Caicos even though it really isn't like her favorite place and she's saying like there are not a lot of people here I'm alone yes the spot is amazing
0: some of the some of the tweets too were pointing out that she in some of her recent dance videos has been spelling the words no <laughs> with her arms with,
1: with her arm movements. Uh-huh. Yes,
0: they also were asking her if you need help, please wear black. If you need help, please wear pink. And then the next video, she was wearing black with pink polka dot booty shorts.
1: <gasps> no,
0: I There's mean something
1: seriously going on here, Allie. I I listen. I just wish.
3: Leave Britney alone <laughs>
0: Leave her Please. alone and free her. <laughs> Even Snooky is behind this, James. You know it's real.
1: You know it's real when Snooky's behind it.
0: <laughs> Alright, if you believe, let us know. At DTS Show, there's also a petition going around. I believe it has over a hundred thousand signatures already. I just think an investigation needs to be done. Okay, Washington Post, are you listening? New York Times, who is it? Um, I don't know how these things work. Get on it. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. The Smoky Eye team continues to investigate after this. Drop the Subject.
2: The new Channel Q. Um, if I had three wishes, what would they be? Freedom, freedom,
0: and freedom. Yes. That is <laughs> one of the many conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theories out there about Britney Spears, but and just in general. And why do we love Conspiracy theories so much? Why are we so obsessed with knowing the underbelly of the situation that we think everyone doesn't realize that the moon landing really didn't happen or that Sasquatch really is living in Alaska or whatever it may be? Why are we so obsessed with conspiracy theories?
1: Fake news, Allie. Fake news. It's all fake news. That's why. So oh. listen. <laughs> You're like, it is? That was really?
0: easy. Um, well, thanks so much.
1: Thanks, um, Fox News. The uh, okay, we all have a tendency to. There, there are multiple theories that go along with this, but there are some things that are quite proven and sort of data-driven about like why conspiracy theories pop up and why we we're so quick to believe them. And one of them that I like to add a little bit into this is that you know that most of our memories are false. So, as, particularly as we get older and as we age, our brain actually. Does not like an incomplete story. So our brain tries to fill in a story mm, so that we yeah. a story comes full circle, right? So we start not we start forgetting things, and then we start sort of subconsciously filling in the gaps of what we've forgotten. Well, those gaps get bigger and we start filling them in with more stuff that we think that's that has happened. So what a lot of researchers, you know, will say is that honestly, if you go back, even in a 40 year old, if you go back 20 years, how they remember that party they went to on a Saturday night, even before they started drinking probably was like almost 100 percent incorrect. And so one of the things that then if you translate that to we don't like incomplete stories, we don't like not knowing the solution to something to be able to fix it. Right. So if you think about that, that's how our brain is hardwired to do, we then need theories to put things together about why certain things are happening, particularly in times of uncertainty or unknown, or we're all anxious about the future, like COVID-19, for instance, our brains will automatically gravitate towards something that can give us that nice, tidy, complete, solid answer.
0: Right, right, right. right. So with coronavirus, COVID specifically, there are so many unknowns that we must fill it in with conspiracy theories. And that's why there's so many conspiracy theories around COVID.
1: Yeah, well, and they're they're just it. This could not there's no way that we could have a, a global viral pandemic that's shut down the economy and has killed so many people and done all these things. That's just stuff for movies. So If it really only lives in movies, there's no way that this could be happening during my lifetime. This must, must be a conspiracy. Also, there is this element of people feeling special, right? So everyone's talking right now about wear your mask and socially distance and do all these things. And we can't go back to work and the kids shouldn't go back to school yet. But if you're that person who's like, well, wait a minute, this is all a conspiracy because I think, you know, 5G started everything. And that's really the cause and you differentiate yourself from from the crowd then you feel special and our brains also are constantly trying for us to feel special
0: that would explain why there are so many straight old white guys that are conspiracy theorists
1: cuz they're you know, starting to not feel special
0: Yes, because they're not feeling special and they want to feel smart and they want to feel cool and they want to mansplain things to people. They miss Uh. mansplaining. So (laughs) why don't I find a conspiracy theory about the earth being flat so I can tell everybody at a cocktail party or let's be honest, a a backyard barbecue about why the earth is flat and the random data that I found while I was sleuthing on the Internet?
1: Well, and you bring up data and sleuthing on the Internet. Often conspiracy theories are much more driven by people and not the facts. So people will take a small bit of information out of context, put their own opinion on it, educated or not, and then spew that out as fact. And then it gets picked up as a conspiracy theory. Does this sound really familiar, by the way? There's no one that the Republicans elected to lead our country who would ever take facts out of context spin oh. them for their own personal mm. gain and then spew them back out to the American public as facts has that that's yeah. never happened right
0: no, never. no 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 I don't think, I think that's a conspiracy theory in and of itself James so you can go ahead and squash that but I think we all <laughs> agree <laughs> 100% Roswell real right
1: yeah well I mean that's that's not a conspiracy Allie that's okay that's, that's just real. fact right yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool.
0: all right Dr. Jen next drop the subject the new channel Q welcome back drop the subject okay it's Friday, it's Allie, it's James, and it's Dr. Jen, as you know, licensed psychotherapist, Friend, confidant, author of many books, including The Relationship Fix and Super Baby, and also host of many shows, Couples Therapy on VH1, many, many more. I could go on. Dr. Jen, welcome. How are you doing?
4: I am doing good, keeping busy this week, keeping very, very busy.
0: Well, we want to keep you even busier by picking your brain about, and this is a, I guess it starts in entertainment because it has to do with Jada and Will Smith. And the separation that they had many years ago, in which case Jada admitted, I see I'm talking about entertainment stuff. I don't even I know how say, to talk me, about this. Can you just jump in? in I, I don't know. I,
1: like I, I get to be do a little bit of my entertainment thing. So for those of you who may not know this story, Jada and Will Smith, as a foundation, by the way, and Dr. Jen, I'm sure we'll talk about this. There have been rumors about them for a very long time having some sort of open relationship, of which publicly they have both denied it. Fast forward to August Alsina, who is a rapper, singer, artist, um, kind of in the Chris Brown camp, and he's actually fairly successful, though not not like a household name, said in an interview that he was given permission by Will Smith to sleep with Jada Pinkett Smith. Immediately the next day, Jada and her team said, no, that is a lie. And then Twitter, in its infinite, sharp, double-edged sordidness, said uh we have receipts we've seen you guys together jada said this august said this will smed this and oh by the way we kind of know that you guys have an open relationship so let's just come with the truth so jada then says all right fine it's time to have another red table talk and this time it's going to be me and will so ever the cover is a collective gas. <gasps> And sure enough, at her Red Table Talk, which is Jada's show that she hosts with her mom and her daughter on Facebook, it's the number one show on Facebook, it's very popular. She sits down with Will. And they talk about how they had an amicable separation and that during that time, these words, which will now go down in history forever, she had an entanglement (laughs) with August.
4: Have you ever heard of it being called that, Dr. Jen? You know, I have, but I thought it was interesting how in the interview, Will said it was an entanglement and he said a relationship. And she said, yes, a relationship. It's a nice way to distance yourself from something that you may be a little uncomfortable with in retrospect.
0: Well, and you have some opinions about separations in general and how they should go down. I don't know if Will and Jada Smith adhere to those at all. They have a rather unconventional relationship. What is your kind of general structure of a couple saying, all right, we're going to do a trial separation?
4: Well, the first thing I want to comment on before I get into Mm -hmm. kind of my... is what James talked about, which I think is really interesting, that Will and Jada are saying, we, four years ago, we were separated. During that separation, it was fine to date other people. James has pointed out, and many of the media outlets are not talking about this because they're a little more conservative than this wonderful station, that there have been rumors forever that Will and Jada have had an open relationship. And what I think is really significant about this is that when you have an open relationship, that there are rules that people follow in order to adhere to that open relationship. And when you have a separation, whether you have an open relationship or not, it's really important to be crystal clear on what those rules are. One of the things that was really impressive to me in the Red Table Talk interview with Will and Jada is they were crystal clear about what their communication had been prior to the separation, what was allowed and what wasn't. And that even though it appeared from their body language, and there was one moment in particular where they both kind of leaned forward and then kind of leaned back and where they seemed uncomfortable talking about it. Yet at the same time, you could also see that this is a couple who only became stronger as a result of having worked through this. So I think it's really fascinating to note that well, their relationship may or may not be open, depending on what rumors you believe, mm-hmm. but they were crystal clear on their communication. And I suspect if their relationship is as open as we've heard that it is, they are crystal clear on their communication about that as well. Yeah, hmm. I think
1: it's just so interesting that, you know, longevity is not an, an, always a good, I mean, you obviously Dr. Jen know this, but longevity doesn't mean that a relationship's good, right? People are in relationships 100%. for a long time that mean that they're bad. But I do feel like two bonafide A-listers who are have been in the spotlight for such a long time and have had this rumor of these open relationships for such a long time. And then they've been together for such a long time and appear to be happy. And their children are, are I think, as crazy as any Hollywood kids would be, but otherwise seem to be well-adjusted human beings like who are contributing to society and doing all those things. That doesn't come from dysfunctional relationships, right? You don't have good kids from dysfunctional relationships. And so hard, yeah. I, I sort of... I, I love that. I love that, that that's where they are. I just wonder about the sort of gen, the therapeutic nature of them being public about it now, right? Like they finally came out and talked about
4: it. Well, and I think they didn't have a choice, unfortunately, because August came out talking about this Twitter was talking about it, they kind of had to And typically when I work with celebrity couples, I push them to keep things private, because I think that it's really important to protect the relationship and to have a bit of a a bubble, a protective bubble when it comes to that stuff. But they kind of had to address it. And I am sure Judging from how open and honest these two are with each other and in their interview, I'm sure that they had already, that their kids knew when they were separated, that their kids knew that, well, they may not have known who was involved with who at what time, that they probably had a sense of, okay, mom and dad are separated and they are okay with one another dating. hopefully they didn't involve the kids, but you know, it's Hollywood. And if you're going to be out in public with someone, it's going to get back to your kids. Well, we have much more
0: to talk about. I I mean, many more follow-up questions and also just figuring out when and if a separation is right for you and how that works out. We're going to be right back with Dr. Jen. Don't get separation anxiety. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: Drop the subject with Allie and James, and we have Dr. Jen. We're talking to her about uh, separations, trial separations. Jada and Will Smith revealed on a recent Red Table talk that they had a separation where it was okay to date others, which Jada did. Would you ever in a rule book for separation say one person can date and the other can't? I mean, if she was the one who had a entanglement and Will didn't, isn't that kind of unfair? Would
4: Will then want to go check his box too? First of all, we don't know that he didn't. True. He, he just might've been more discreet, but no, there isn't a time that I could think of where as a therapist, where I would say to a couple during your separation, you can date, but you can't. Even if one person, I've had situations where one person said, I want to date, I want to explore. And the other person said, I have no interest, but they both have permission, even if only one person chooses to do
1: Very interesting. And I also want to, you know, I think a lot of times we had this conversation about we're on a trial separation and so many people just fast forward to, oh, just go on ahead and get it over with. Why don't you guys just break up? Don't you mean you're breaking up? Like, is there some, I guess, evidence, if you will, or data behind people, trial separations actually working and being beneficial for relationships? Or do they just in general, in that pessimistic sort of view, just lead to like the breakup?
4: In about three decades of being a therapist, I have seen many separations lead to a deeper understanding and a deeper commitment. And sometimes couples need to take space from each other in order to appreciate each other and to reconnect with each other. And, and before the the break, Ali had asked me about some tips that I would love to share, just because I think if it's something that your listeners are thinking about doing, it's really important to be crystal clear on how to do it. And There are a lot of just mind feels when it comes to this stuff. And really, the the first thing is talk about the rules in advance. Are you both allowed to date other people? Do you want to know if your partner gets involved with someone? How much do you want to know? How much do you not want to know? It's really important that both people are crystal clear. And I've heard couples make all kinds of agreements. Well, you can date, but you can't sleep with people, which doesn't tend to go well. Because once you open the door for your (laughs) partner, to date other people. You don't get to decide what sexual activities they can and cannot do. Mm. The second is discuss a timeline. Even if you don't know how long this separation is going to last, plan a time when you are going to discuss and reevaluate if it's still in everyone's best interest. You know, Hey, on August 1st, let's talk again and figure out if this is working for both of us, if we want to extend this, if we feel like, No, we we want to stop having the separation and really focus more on the marriage or whatever it is you want to do. And also during that time, be really clear. Are you having therapy together? Are you working on the relationship? What's your focus? The other thing is if you have kids, make sure that you align your communication. Make sure your messaging is consistent on both sides and don't speak badly about the other parent. Oh, your dad is such a jerk. Look who he's dating now. I can't mm. believe this. You know, your mom uh, can't believe that, that she's dating so-and-so. Don't mm. involve your kids. And then last but not least, don't discuss sexual details. In my clinical experience, talking about the sexual details only creates jealousy, anxiety, and resentment. It's enough to know they're being sexual with someone or you're being sexual. Get tested any tests you need to do if you're coming back together you can ask each other to practice safe sex, but you really need to kind of assume the worst and take whatever tests you need to take before going back to whatever your previous agreement was.
0: I've known a couple people who have separated and the hardest thing for one of my personal friends is to not speak to the other person. Do you usually recommend no communication? Because that seems like, well, I I don't know what they're doing. Or like, if they share a dog or a kid, it's like you kind of have to
4: talk sometimes. If you share a child, you definitely have to speak on a very regular basis. If you don't, you know, the only time that I recommend the couples not speak is if they are really contemplating divorce, if like, they're at the end of the line. And basically, you're doing this separation to see what would it be like if we were divorced, and we were no longer partners in that case, it's like trying it on for sides to see if it fits. That said, if you have kids, you know, less so with a a pet, because it's easier to say like, okay, I have this pet from this date to this date, this is how we're going to do the transfer of the pet, and then you'll have it from this date to this date. So that you can pre plan so you don't have to really have discussions. But with a the child, there's a lot that goes on on a day-to-day basis, whether it is parent-teacher conferences or schoolwork or you know whatever issues come up with kids. But for most couples, if you're still hoping to revive the marriage, I don't recommend not speaking at all.
1: <laughs> oh, the rules of amicable separations uh, are very, very interesting, Dr. Jen, as um, Will and Jada, I feel like there's sort of, propelling a lot of society forward a little bit and having conversations about separations and about what open relationships mean and all those different things. If you want to learn more about those, and in particular a little bit more details about what Dr. Jen has been thinking about this, you of course should follow her on the Instagrams and all over the socials at Dr. Jen, man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. I don't know. I feel like we haven't had a book, uh, what you're on like book 19 now or something? Yeah. Like that? I'm kidding. Right. What what's what's the latest project?
4: You know, well, I mean, I have my InStyle magazine hump day with Dr. Jen column, which comes out every Wednesday. I just did two uh, segments on GMA. One of them aired, and the other one is uh, about to air. And uh, also this week, I did Inside Edition talking about Will and Chaya. So lots on the horizon for people to hear my opinions and relationship advice.
1: Oh my god, but she loves us the most, you guys. I like, know. She's More
0: than loves Inside Edition and GMA it, combined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Dr. Jen, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
1: Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
0: Lose it or lose it time. Thank you, Dr. Jen. And now I have three stories. Uh, James, you have three decisions to make. Are you ready? Ah, I love it. Here is your first headline. Mm. Bolivian sex workers using raincoats to keep safe.
1: Oh, my gosh. This is going to make me really angry, probably. <laughs> yeah, Feel free to lose
0: it. it if you don't want to. Okay. All right. Mm. Uh, headline number two, scientists build tiny cameras for beetles.
1: No. Meh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to get the firsthand look of a bug's life. N- to which I no. say, who cares?
1: Who cares? Who cares? Eh. Who
0: cares? They're bugs. Headline yeah. number three, most Americans believe gyms will become obsolete yeah. after coronavirus.
1: This is going to be interesting. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's start with these uh, sex workers in Bolivia, shall we? As we always should. We should be starting every show this way. Yes. Uh, All right. Many sex workers in Bolivia, they want to return to work. I mean, it's, hey, let's reopen (laughs) figuratively and literally. And they want to be safe, though. They want to make sure that they are not going to get sick. So here's what they're doing. They're going to use gloves, bleach, and see-through raincoats—that is what solves all the world's problems. Um, I don't believe this is endorsed by the World Health Organization, but it was suggested by the Organization of Night Workers of Bolivia.
1: Wait. So, what exactly are they doing with the bleach and the and the raincoats?
0: Uh, let's let's read on, shall we? Uh, let's see. They
1: have. I don't know what they're doing with the bleach, James.
0: I think they're just cleaning stuff.
1: <laughs> I mean, so listen, here. here's the thing. I Man, I feel like I, maybe it's just because I do this for a living and I talk about this a lot. I feel like there are so uh, gloves don't work. It doesn't matter. This is not a surface thing. This is this is the the exchange of saliva as a body fluid. And whether that is laughing, coughing, sneezing, spitting, kissing, whatever... That's really the issue. So if, and and listen, I have friends who are sex workers. I'm not, we'll never shame the profession, but it has been really hard for them other than they're just for fans or only fans accounts or whatever for them to like make money right now. And so I get it. But also like, I feel bad for these sex workers who someone is telling them that see, you can wear a see-through thing and you just go and put on a show for somebody and not touch them. That's fine. And then like bleach it when you're done, I guess. But like gloves and bleach don't, are not going to prevent you from getting COVID nineteen in them because you're having still having sex with people.
0: Hmm. Interesting point. Uh, well, I did find out what they're doing with the bleach. They are spraying it on the poles. But yes, I see your point. Oh, they're Even pole though dancing. You, yes, but oh. I think they're also you know it's also the sex working part of it. That's the that that's the the most high risk as you're saying, James, which makes yeah. sense. Whether you're wearing a raincoat or uh, you're doing some creative things by putting holes in umbrellas, whatever you're doing, it still doesn't matter if you have sex with another person who has COVID.
1: Yeah, like that's the whole thing. Like you can mm-hmm. you can wipe down the pole and then dance on the pole all day long if it's just you, and then wipe it in between dancers. Like that's fine. You just need to not. Uh, you just need to, they need to be ten feet away from you while you're on the pole. Uh, oh my gosh, Olivia.
0: Gyms and sex are two things that are never going to be the same after coronavirus. And Agreed. Gyms are something that a lot of Americans, according to a new survey, feel is not going to be in their future. And it has people questioning whether gyms are going to go extinct post-COVID. There's a new survey. This was only 2,000 people, Americans. They found going to a gym. Uh, they found... Going to a gym to become uh, is becoming more and more obsolete. After surveying these Ameri- uh, two thousand Americans, <sighs>
1: <laughs> Allie, it is okay. You know what? It is. I will just let everybody know, not specifics, but D- Alice just had a long week. It's Friday. It's a long. I feel it's like a long week. We've all guys. had a long week. It's all good. Just you, mm-hmm. you get to take. It's just it's news. It and we're talking about gyms. <laughs> And maybe Jim, you know, we do think that Jim is a part of a conspiracy theory with Brittany. Yes,
0: um, I think another person named Jim is holding her captive. Uh huh. Um, but thank you, James. You're being very sweet. There. Uh, let's let's press on though. There's a study. The the study, James. That mean I mean
1: bench bench about. press on. <laughs>
0: ah, there. there you go. I made a Jim joke. of respondents said that they are more interested in at-home fitness now than they were before quarantine, and 25% of them said that they work out more often during quarantine than before. Nearly 7 in 10 Americans believe that they don't need a gym to keep up with their fitness, and over half said that they now feel so confident in their own ability to stay fit at home that they plan to cancel their gym memberships moving forward
1: oh okay i feel like those statistics are like crazy town i wouldn't i feel like they're way 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 higher than i would have thought i i'm certainly finding that i'm work especially now that i'm done with this dissertation i'm certainly working out more at home and I, we have enough things to sort of make it work and like you know we're super 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 lucky to have the bougie peloton and like that's all great but also i don't I, I like working out at a gym and I feel way more motivated when I'm at a gym. I have all of this equipment there. Uh, if I do a class when someone's telling me telling me what to do, like at home, I oh, just yeah, get gr- distracted. Yeah. Like I'm 20 minutes in and then I'm like, oh, I need I you're like, to. you
0: like, I'm in downward dog, but my kitty's here. But my right,
1: right. Uh, let me go uh, talk to the mailman. Like, you know, like yeah. I just get super distracted, <laughs> but that's really Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, you're right. And then when you, when you get rid of gyms, you're like, who needs them? And then when you get back to a gym, you're like, oh, man, uh, I miss this. I
1: got it. I miss it
0: oh sweaty guy talking to his business partner on the phone loudly on the treadmill i missed you i never knew it Mm -hmm. uh all right when we maybe not maybe we don't maybe we don't uh need that all right when we come back there are people still protesting okay we need to talk about it people are kind of sweeping it under the rug and it shouldn't be so we're going to give you an update when we get back drop the subject
2: the new channel q
1: Drop the subject on the new channel Q. It is Friday. We are so glad that you are here with us. With, thank you so much. We ha- heard from Dr. Jen earlier in the show. Thank you, Dr. Jen. Always a fun uh, dis- discussion, discussing other people's open relationships. And later on in the show, we do have Jason Carter coming up for our weekly entertainment Report an update where Jason Carter schools us, but we wanted to kind of talk about. You know, we had a really fascinating conversation earlier in the week with Dr. John Paul about the Black Lives Matters protests and why why racism as a construct is it, it's impossible for Black people to be racist because there's a power dynamic that has to be involved with racism. And part of the reason we do that is to for us to continue our conversations around Black Lives Matters and dismantling systemic racism, and in particular the police killing of Black individuals. And it kind of got us thinking. People do know that there are still protests going on, right?
0: <laughs> right, and and a lot of people don't. And yeah. you know, if you if you, it's been fifty days since people stormed the streets of Minneapolis following the killing of George Floyd. Um, People have protested before that they protested during it and they will protest after it because you know, you have to keep the movement going until real justice is served. Even now still with George Floyd and the officers that were involved in that situation being arrested and charged, there are still so many officers that have not been arrested and charged for the many killings that have taken place in the past, including Breonna Taylor. A lot of people are still calling for the officers that killed her to be arrested and charged. In fact, I mean, these protests, like you said, are still going on. We did get an update today that the mayor of Louisville is being investigated for handling the pro for his handling of the protesters and Breonna Taylor's case, because he's, Quite literally doing nothing, and these yeah. protests continue to happen. And then you no, know, you know, as the media coverage dies down, then the momentum slows, and then they're like, "Oh, great, this is going away. Uh, cool. So we don't have to be <laughs> held accountable for anything." Uh-huh. Versus, oh, uh, you know, the the formerly Redskins. We're like, oh, you know, we've been asked to change this name over and over and over again. Oh, now everybody is is making up a b- making a big stink, and the media is covering it. So it's going to look real bad on us if we don't change it this time. Let's change it. I don't uh-huh. think it really had anyone anything to do with a certain person being like, you know what, this is wrong.
1: No, it it took the bottom line, frankly. It took FedEx, and God bless them from a corporate standpoint. It took FedEx saying, we're going to pull our naming rights from the field, which is a huge hundreds of millions of dollars type of money. It took them saying, we're going to pull this from your crappy-ass team and your dumb stadium and your dumb name unless you change the name, and then finally being financially motivated, not morally motivated, to change the name of the team. And, you know, I just want to, I feel like... uh, just as we are trying to continually remind individuals of the Republican elected president who we need to change that on November 3rd, by the way. Yeah. I don't want to continually remind people of that. I also actually want to do use some names because I feel like there are these three officers who killed Breonna Taylor are not, we're just saying, oh, they haven't arrested officers, they haven't arrested the officers, and that's fine. But Miles Cosgrove is the only one that's been fired. Jonathan Mattingly and Brett Hankinson, excuse me, Hackinson, are the two other officers. They, no one's been arrested, no one's been convicted, no one's been punished for this. Miles Cosgrove has been fired, and it was likely because they they believe that the firing has to do with the fact that Miles Cosgrove had multiple other complaints and had violated certain certain police like uh like restrictions and doing what he did. With I don't know, waking busting in the apartment and killing a woman who was asleep in her bed. So um, you know, I, I think that the these protests continue for a reason. And just because the media is not covering the looting and the riot rioting doesn't mean or covering the protesting doesn't mean that these protests are not still going on and sometimes you have to do a little bit of work to figure out where they are and what when they're do when they're happening. but I promise you protests are still happening there was there was a police uh, incident with protests here just here in Los Angeles on Tuesday night um, and now a gentleman who was in a wheelchair that the police officers threw him out of his wheelchair he's now in jail um, So that all of these things are still going on and it is still important to keep the momentum of the movement going.
0: Absolutely. Louisville, Portland, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Richmond, Virginia, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all places that still have protesters every single day, Seattle and many, many more. And I I, I know that I have this list in front of me. I assume Minneapolis is still on that list. Um, So a lot of major cities are still out in the streets. And just because the media is not covering it doesn't mean it's not happening. So um, still a lot of work to be done. And we're just trying to keep you informed, and trying to keep ourselves informed, so that we don't allow ourselves to be swept up in the swept under of
3: it. Right. Exactly.
0: Um, yeah. When we come back, real estate, we're going to get into how things have affected the real estate market with a little game. When we come back, drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: Drop the subject with a side of delirium today. Allie Johnson and Doctor James Simmons, nurse practitioner. You can ask the NP whatever you want at all times. That is what he is here for. You can DM him at Ask the NP on Instagram and Twitter, and he will answer all of your medical questions. Anything that you are afraid to ask your MD, you can ask the NP. And now we get into part 2 of the show, which kicks off with a game right. that you may be familiar with. It is Real Estate. Yes, no one knows what the hell is going on in the housing market now. Everyone's like, I don't know. Is it over asking, under asking? Is it just asking? And then you get it. I have no idea what's happening. And that is why we play Real Estate. We give you something that is on the market right now. a Real Estate Listing. And it's a real real estate listing, active or just closed. And then we will give you something else that you could have bought with that money. James, you guess which one costs more. Are you ready to play?
1: I'm so ready to play, Bob. Thanks. Or should I say (laughs) Chuck? Chuck Woolery was trending earlier this week, right? Yeah, I'm so ready to make that love connection, Chuck.
0: You know, before we actually get into Real Estate, since we're talking about game show host Chuck Woolery, I, yes, he was trending because he was As a complete, uh, total douchebag. Yes, he was touting that COVID was a hoax, and uh-huh. now he just got off of social media because he found out that his son has COVID.
1: How? That is that right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is the, the, the definition world works of
0: in irony. Serious ways, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, most of the things we think are ironic are actually coincidental. That is. Well, it would be ironic if he got COVID, but anyway, I digress.
0: Anyway. Bye, Chuck. Um, bye, goodbye, Chuck. See you later. Come back on Twitter when you're ready. Here is this week's Really Estate. It has to do with my favorite show of all time. That's right. The Golden Girls House. The 1950s-style house that served as the iconic home of the Golden Girls has just hit the market for the very first time. Live inside a part of TV history if you've got the cash. This four-bedroom home is not in Miami. It is actually in Brentwood, Los Angeles. Anyone surprised? Okay, got it. Moving on. (laughs) No one surprised. The home exterior obviously looks exactly like the iconic beginning of every single Golden Girls episode where they've got that exterior shot of the house. Now, the interior looks very, very different. And here's where I have a problem. Uh Uh-huh. This house has been completely redesigned and modernized. The inside is like all renovated and they've got those granite countertops. They've got new furniture. They've got those cool little chairs that have those weird dips in them. They've got floor to ceiling windows and those really fancy mirrors with like wire netting on them. Uh, We don't need any of that crap for the Golden Girls house. I want wicker yeah i want peach colored walls huh. i big, want carpet and rugs over the carpet yes i uh. want a tiny kitchen with that little table for only four people and you never knew what was going to happen if company came over
1: Ma- right how did they do that because there were they had lots of visitors
0: yeah, but they were never all eating together. That's Or true, when they yeah. did, then when they had large dinners, they would have them out on the lanai. But uh, the lanai. <laughs> but <laughs> this is apparently a real catch. Now they've completely redesigned it, and uh, and so the, it, it was the original bones of the house were built in 1955, but the inside has been completely redone. It's a beauty. On the market right now, 3,000 square feet, a tri-color kitchen painted turquoise, avocado, and yellow. Whoa. And Whoa. yeah, a wraparound porch expands to that veranda, AKA the lanai. It's got the, a fireplace, beamed ceilings, all kinds of nice stuff.
1: Don't you? Couldn't they have left just the living room? The way. Yeah, it like was at from least just give
0: us the living
1: room. Just, just either the living room or the kitchen. I feel like those are the two most iconic rooms. You do fix everything else. You can even fix the Lanai. You can do the bedrooms. You can blah 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 blah, blah the backyard, whatever. But leave the front and the living room the same. I promise you could you know how much money they could make on that too? Just come in and take pictures in our living room couch and be gone. Like it'd pay for the house.
0: Yeah, you could do a pop-up that never popped down.
1: Yeah. Just word.
0: Just put just just buy it. <laughs> convert the living room into the original have people trucking in and out of there i mean five bucks a picture i i would do it yeah i would pay five dollars i'd pay 10 i'd pay 20 i'd
1: pay 25 dollars to go in there right
0: (laughs) now we're auctioning off pictures (laughs) in an imaginary living room okay (laughs) so that that is your real estate listing or for close to the same amount of money you could have king george's watch That's right. Also making its way to the auction is the Brigitte Watch, owned by King George III. It is selling for a lot of money in the London bidding war, with only four bidders. The Sotheby's London collection of the connoisseur sale is happening now, and it features a series of highly intricate 2,000-year-old Swiss mechanicals, including a snuffbox, a singing bird, and a watch. And this watch apparently has a big history. It uh, it was originally bought by King George III in 1808. It's engraved with the king's royal cypher, and it's believed to be the first Breguet tourbillon sold commercially.
1: Oh, commercially! Commercially. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hmm. So, so I which don't even one know costs a, more? I don't even know what a Breguet watch is. Does it? Will it track my steps? No. <laughs> no. I, I,
0: I'm going to go ahead and doubt this even works. And oh. in the in the Forbes article, they don't even have a picture of the watch. It's just a really close-up picture of, of like, watch.
1: Like, like inner, the inside of a innards. watch. It's just yes. a really close-up like, picture why, yeah. of King George's wrist. Yes.
0: <laughs> or, like, a generic stock image of a man's wrist.
1: So. <laughs> right. At one point, a watch was here, and it's worth a lot of money. Or the revamped, on the inside, Golden Girls palatial 3,000-square-foot estate, which is not in Miami, darlings. It is in Brentwood, California. No surprise. Oh, this is hard, Allie. Which one costs more, which? King
0: George's Watch or the iconic Golden Girls Home?
1: I feel like in some dumb world, King George's Watch is going to cost more. That's, that's, that is that's my guess. King George's to Watch.
0: King George's watch is golden, but not as golden as our girls. The oh. the house is on the market for three million dollars. The watch and the snuff box combined. Oh, sold for one point seven million dollars. Oh not even
1: close. No one holds a holds a candle. I was gonna try to make a watch <laughs> joke. No one holds a watch to our girls. I-
0: Well, in King George's time, they probably were holding a lot of candles, but you're right. They cannot hold a candle to the Golden Girls. They will always be golden in our hearts. And if we pitch in, maybe if we do a GoFundMe or something, we can own this house and really turn it around, make a profit. When we come back, speaking of profit, people have figured out how to make a profit off of vacations in a totally different way. We'll get to that next. Drop the subject.
2: The new channel Q.
0: Drop the subject with Ali and James a little later on at the top of the next hour. We're going to be talking to our friend Jason Carter from RuPaul's Drag Race and the Young Turks and CNN about what's going on in entertainment. I'm told there's a little bit of a surprise for us.
1: Yes, Ali, there is a very specific surprise uh, that will be a a treat to all of our listeners and to you as well. There is some sort of breaking news out of Hollywood that uh, will fit in very well with Drop the Subject
0: hmm a ghost in a tricycle fingers crossed (laughs) isn't that the
1: name of a movie by the way
0: ghost in a ghost on a tricycle or
1: or we should make a movie since we're gonna buy the golden girl's house we should just (laughs) make a movie there in the back of ghost in the tricycle and it's a ghost of all four ladies
0: oh no i'm not ready don't bring it up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg has gotten some, some stuff. She's going through chemo. Betty White's like a million years old. She's hanging on. I can't I can't take it.
1: Oh, that's right. You know I forgot that Betty is still with us. So let's know. The Ghost <laughs> of Three Ladies. No, Betty's never going to die. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is never going to die. She thank you she is by the way going under undergoing chemotherapy, which she just revealed to the to us today. she's she's actually been going through chemotherapy since May and she originally tried immunotherapy for her liver cancer. Uh, she's actually a four- time cancer survivor. so this would be the fifth time she survived Damn. cancer lung pancreatic liver. and she so she's going through chemotherapy, which seems to be working. and she's saying this very clearly uh that that her chemotherapy and her liver cancer, had nothing to do with her hospitalization earlier this week where she was treated for a benign gallbladder infection given antibiotics and sent home. Uh, those things live in the same area in the body. So maybe there was a little something going on there, but she said her chemo is going fine. She continue will continue to serve on the court as long as she is able to do so full steam, which she says I'm able to do now. So I'm not going anywhere. Good job, Ruth.
0: Oh, thank God. Okay, thank you, Ruth. Thank you so much. Hang in there. Little All little right, switches. what? love <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, let's talk about this new travel trend. I guess "new" should be in air quotes, but the headline reads as follows. Private journeys become a new trend in travel. As you know, people are feeling very nervous about traveling and where they're going to travel. Most people are opting for low-key road trips, camping trips, or hey, why don't we rent or buy a, Winneb- a Winnebago and just go see those greatest ball of twine type things? Mm-hmm. Make make a make a week of it, just kind of exploring what America has to offer. Ma- you know, masks on, all of that good stuff.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Now, there is a new trend when it comes to flying places and actually visiting exotic or more expensive locations or going abroad, things like that. And that's where private journeys come in. Oh. Listen to this. It's curated by experts, and these are exclusive Private experiences that include chasing the northern lights in Norway or going to the Russian laplands, whale watching in South Africa, enjoying the resplendent colors of autumn in Bavaria. That's colors with a U.
1: Colors.
0: Or soaking in the ambiance of Christmas markets from Paris to Prague. So there are 32 different countries that this company is offering exclusive private journeys to between September 2020 and 2021. And this is all geared towards making things feel, uh, making people feel safe. This is all geared towards smaller parties. This is basically private Uh, you know, uh, chauffeurs taking you on this nice vid van tour that's specially designed for these smaller groups, family, close friends, anyone in your little quarantine sphere. they are these kind of low-key, easy-paced itineraries. They have, you know, all of the things figured out as far as COVID and safety. Okay, here's where we're going. Here's what the rules are. They make it real easy for you.
1: I'm still not sure how I feel about this. I mean, so theoretically, yes, you're okay. You're in a van that's been cleaned. You're only going with the people that you uh, have been quarantining with. But then what about the guy driving the van? Like, okay, so maybe he's got a mask on and you guys have your masks on. But if you're in a van, you're still within six feet of each other. So then you're going to go to a private. plane would be my guess, if you're going to be able to afford this thing. So then you get on a private plane. Well, the person serving you on the private plane is probably wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, but they're also not a part of your quarantine pod. And the other people who need to operate the plane and the pilot, whatever. And then you land and then you get in another van, which does the same thing. And then you go to a hotel which we know is sort of like a medium risk kind of thing. I don't know. There just seem to be so many steps and so many instances where you could just casually pick up COVID-19 and then you're passing it all around to everybody. Like, listen, just stay your arses put. If everyone just stays put, wears their damn masks for just a couple more months, I feel like we're all going to be fine. We don't need to be private journeying anywhere.
0: Yeah, we don't need to be chasing the Northern Lights this year. Save it to next year. You don't need to see the lederhosen, uh, lederhosen in Bavaria. You can wait a little while. It's okay. And we all know when it comes to private journeys, that really just means rich journeys. Yes. Okay? And if you could afford private journeys before, you can probably afford them now. And we all pay for privacy, don't we? So I think we all learned something, didn't we? That if you can pay for a private chauffor- chauffeur, and you must go see the Northern Lights, you're must. going to make it happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to pick up Jean King George's watch when we come <laughs> back. <laughs> our gayest news headline stories. Stick around. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. As Mufasa once said, it is time. Oh no, that was Rafiki. I'm an idiot. Okay, drop the subject. Allie and James. I'm making Lion King references and I'm misquoting monkeys, which is horrible. Um, Okay, let's get to the gayest news headlines. And this is us doing things differently. Again, we are not just revealing some headlines, we're actually going to give you the stories that go with those headlines. Each of us presented a story last week of. A story that just it seemed gay in the headline and then you read on and it gets even gayer as you get learn more details. So each of us is going to present a story again this week and over the weekend you will vote and we will announce the official Gay News headline winner on Monday.
1: Monday. yeah, Love it. I, I really I think the listeners I think you guys really liked this this new sort of spin. Um, you know Jesse is allowed one good idea a year and this was it. Good job.
0: Yeah, you know what? He he really had a great story about Amazda Miata last week, and it's going to be hard to top that, but I think I found Hey-o. one. I would, That's I would a like to headline. opt not to go first, though.
1: Oh, you shall not go first. Should we let um, the most exciting, thrilling voice in all of radio go first? Jessie, I think producer? it's good
0: to, yeah, to start off with a bang and really, really get the energy going. Jesse. You
5: mean, you mean start off with the winner?
0: Okay, well, yeah, uh, the
5: winner can rainy go title. first. Sure, uh-huh. okay.
0: Uh, well, I love how you're, you're so like, passive about your shade that you're throwing. <laughs>
1: right. You mean, you mean start off with a
0: winner. <laughs> you mean me, because I'm a winner. Because I'm the winner. Losers. Yep. Okay, right. go to, ahead.
5: Um, keep my title for this week. My headline is going to be, Peak Unicorn Just Wants to Make You Smile. <laughs> okay. And this is out. <laughs> so that's the headline. This is out of uh, Cadillac, Michigan, where a woman, unnamed, she didn't want to disclose her name, um, dresses up in uh, an inflatable pink unicorn costume and walks down the street to help make her neighbor smile. So, <laughs> are you reading a children's it, book to on. us right now? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, just, no. Her neighbor yeah. smile. To <laughs> help our neighbor she, smile. She didn't disclose her name, but the unicorn's name is Uni. And uh, I think that's a code her.
0: word for vagina. Or maybe <laughs> well, that's her... Yoni.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so this started at the beginning of the pandemic where, um, she and it's actually a pretty popular thing that's, that's been happening around a lot, where people are dressing up in these inflatable costumes to help keep themselves safe and uh, be able to, you know, go outside to walk their pets and stuff. And in the um in this case, she just wanted to go out and help people smile because she saw that her neighbors were kind of down and stuff. And a quote they have from her is um it just I'm came gay. to me, yeah, yeah, it just came to me. I wanted to be a pink unicorn. And so yeah, that is my gayest news headline oh, of this week. Oh, that was that was the quote.
1: <laughs> I nice set oh,
0: Yeah, she was quoted as saying, so, "I wanted to be a unicorn. There's a really, okay. really
1: fantastic quote from the story. let like, <laughs> listen to this, everybody. I wanted to be pink. Yep. I oh, wanted oh, to be a pink. That's unicorn. that's the quote. <laughs> All right, well, Jesse, good job. You are going down. You. No, absolutely yep. not. Allie, I think will- that's
0: very topable.
1: Yeah. I, hey, that's the okay. second time you've used top in Gayest News headlines, Ali. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank uh, I think you. you also used stiff or something in there, something like that. All right. I'll go next because I'll let you be furiously last, Ali, and, and take us home with the win. My headline for Gayest News headline of the week. Drop the subject voters that you're going to vote on this one on Sunday, right? <clears throat> There's a lot more happening in Uranus than you think. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh no, I wonder what's inside your butt
1: hole. I wonder what's inside your butt hole. Is
0: it astronauts and aliens? What's the story?
1: Well, there are some strange things going down in Uranus, Allie. Uh,
0: <laughs> this joke never gets old to me
1: the seemingly blue planet southern hemisphere rotates in a way never seen before by <laughs> scientists <laughs> oh, that
0: southern hemisphere is rotating
1: uh-huh the unusual rotation of high southern latitudes in uranus is probably due to an unusual feature in the interior of Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I I could just keep going, by the way. These are all quotes from the scientists who are basically like, um, planets comprised of gas usually have thick and cloudy atmospheres which rotate at the same speed around the northern and hemis- and southern hemispheres. What sets Uranus apart from the pack is its convective clouds caused by an updraft and condensation oh, in its no. southern hemisphere. <laughs> There's a lot so more there's happening. Just
0: a extra draft in the southern hemisphere. Exactly. And that's why it's rotating so uh-huh.
1: much. <laughs> it rotates in a unique way down there.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. All right, so we have a space story, an inflatable unicorn story, and I'm gonna close it off with what I think will be the winner. This is a girl named Rachel's personal blog about how much she loves flannel slippers. The headline reads: These flannel slippers are my new favorite work-from-home shoes. <laughs> not, not fair. Only, that not you only can are read they super comfy, voice. but they're from an eco-friendly brand, and they only cost forty dollars. <laughs> Normally, I'm not much of a slipper girl. I typically prefer to go barefoot, or on a cold day, a pair of fuzzy socks. But these are <laughs> not, not rare <fair>.
3: times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Especially dying. because I'm of dying. living with a dog, a cat, and another human It means there's a lot of hair on the floor Ready to get stuck <laughs> to an unshod <laughs>
1: foot Not Listen, Barb
0: <laughs> So when I sent the woman's Eden flannel slippers from Steek, When I saw the <laughs> woman's Eden flannel slipper from Steakam I was very down to give them a try But They also do good things in the world just by existing. Did you know, James, that for every pair of shoes sold, you can plant a tree in Africa?
1: Oh, my gosh. She's getting paid for this. Barb is getting paid for her flannel slippers. I think that disqualifies you from Gayest News headline. Nope. That's it. No more. No more, Barb. There's a lot more happening in Uranus than you think. She
0: usually wears sneakers. (laughs) All right. Well, that's my nomination for Gay's News Headline of the Week. Drop the subject.
2: The new Channel
0: Q. You know, as we close out the week here, we've gotten some great, well, we've talked to some great people as always and we talk to Dr. John Paul every week about, uh, for our weekly wake-up call to continue the conversation about um, a race and the racial injustices that take place in America and beyond and uh, Cam, Cam Wagon, is a dedicated listener who, um, he has been having more uncomfortable conversations with his white family and friends and he had a question, he said, hey guys, I just got done listening to the interview with Dr. John Paul, I was wondering if you guys could talk about how BLM began and its roots as I've started to have uncomfortable conversations specifically with older white people in my life it always seems to be in their argument on why BLM is racist
3: Mm. so I'm looking
0: for more information to educate myself and keep and and fill up my uncomfortable conversation arsenal thanks so figured we would take a couple minutes to kind of talk about how Black Lives Matter started and um, because it It's obviously, it was started in 2013 um, when Trayvon Martin was killed and George Zimmerman, the police officer who killed him, was acquitted. And this was actually in July. It was this month, seven years ago. And after that happened... Alicia Garza, so it was founded by three women, one of whom was Alicia Garza. She's, I believe, from Marin in North Bay in Northern Mm -hmm. California. And she posted on Facebook after he was acquitted and said, I continue to be surprised at how little black lives matter. Our lives matter. And then used the hashtag Black Lives Matter. She then got together with Patrice Cullors and Opal Tometi and they created the Black Lives Matter movement, which is what it is today. So those are kind of the roots of it. And I continue to be confused on why people think that the creation of Black Lives Matter is racist. Mm -hmm. I believe that there's been these conversations of like, well, isn't Black Lives Matter a bit of a radical group or it started with these kind of radical ideals and, and the only thing that I, like, all, like, one thing that I'm seeing in a in a Vox article, which is a really interesting Vox article by Sean Illing, he has this interview with a, um, a guy who's a professor of history and American social movements. And he's like, pretty much every big, ra- like, social movement that is asking for change has radicals in it <laughs> and has... You have to be kind of a little bit radical in order to start a big sweeping social change. So if you are using that as sort of like, well, it's a bunch of radicals, like the women's movement, the civil rights movement, um, you know, all all really big social movements in this country at least have had radicals or radical ideals attached to it. Yeah,
1: and you can't, you know, I think the pendulum swinging, or I always think of a grandfather clock with this, right? So the pendulum in the middle of a grandfather clock sett- always likes to settle in the middle because that's gravity. But if it's too far one direction, you can't get it to settle in the middle by just pushing it to the middle. You, you have to sort of overcorrect. And it's right. those radical... Individuals and ideologies that push us towards that kind of then middle ground where we seem to like to end up and people get more comfortable with, particularly in things like the queer movement. Unfortunately, uh, and this is, I'm specifically sort of re- referring to individuals who are same gender loving and like you, individuals who wanted to look and dress like straight people and go to work and not have to talk about their sexuality and their partners, whatever, and just fit into corporate America and do that whole thing. They're not the ones that changed the movement for us. It was the, transgenders uh individuals and the drag queens and the sex workers yep. and the bartenders and the people of color who really pushed our movement forward as a as a group of same gender loving individuals so uh, i think it's you have to have radical individuals and then i think you can also refer back to dr john's conversation cam in terms of and, and everyone listening in terms of how inherently the Black Lives Matter movement cannot be racist because it is right. it, there's no power structures involved there um, and that saying Black Lives Matter does not say other lives don't matter but until that someone can point to you and prove that the data that that more you know this the system and police kill more individuals on a per capita basis of any other color then that just let the data do the speaking for you and know that people will people will fight you regardless but that this movement is something of a radical movement because it has to be and history. Proves that
0: yeah Absolutely okay when we Get back we're going to Be talking to another Favorite of ours Jason Carter from RuPaul's Drag Race and CNN and The Young Turks and Entertainment tonight and All kinds of other Places he's here to School us on Hollywood When we come back Drop the subject the
2: New channel Q
1: drop the Subject everybody it is Friday and as we do Every week our favorite Jason Carter from The Young Turks, RuPaul's Drag Race, Entertainment Tonight, etc. Say hi to the kids, Jason. Hey,
6: kids. How's it going? Hi, Allie. Hi, James. Ah, oh, what a week. But continue with your glowing introduction of my existence. <laughs> in, uh,
1: All, right. All, right. All right, Jason is looking fabulous as always. You know, I get this comment a lot of times as well, Jason. We must be in the same club. People are always like, "Your skin is so great." Uh, anyway, we're not going to talk about our skin. But Jason's <laughs> skin is, is fantastic. What I Thank did want to do because Allie's been having kind of a rough week is I wanted to. Start Surprise her with some really, really sort of news that I think will be really uplifting for her. It'll be really, it's super positive. It's very like on point with the show and definitely on brand for us, what we do here. And Jason is actually here to tell us a little bit about the breaking news in Hollywood that Allie wants to hear.
6: Oh my gosh. So, yeah, um, Allie, this is our gift to you. But, um, you know, as we said, this week's been a a doozy and we're going to get to why it's been a doozy. But the culmination of this week in July of 2020 is that Ellen DeGeneres is being called out for being <laughs> a horrible person. <laughs>
0: I was like, uh, if this dead. is a Kardashian story, I am walking out of this room right now.
6: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, uh, we'll okay. stick around. But yeah, well, yes.
0: So what's, what's the update? Because I mean, we, this all started with a Twitter comment section that was on fire and then people were backing it up. Bodyguards, people that were staffers right. is there is it mean, Has this oh, been legitimized? Still... Is there a whole nother level? What's going on?
6: Yeah, a whole other level. Buzzfeed news has released a scathing expose after interviewing 10 employees of The Ellen Show, one still working there. I'm sorry, 11. And, well, 10 employees, and but 11 people in total, one still working there, and 10 that have since left the brand, corroborating the claims that Ellen and the toxicity of the environment there is just that, beyond toxic, from microaggressions to a, a lack of transparency when it comes to pay during the time of COVID and this pandemic. Also instances of severe racism on set of the Ellen DeGeneres show which to be honest I'm not shocked I'm really not shocked because what back in April we had Tutorials really open up about her experience flying across the pond coming to the United States to be interviewed by Ellen and being greeted with the most cold demeanor by the talk show host allegedly claiming that there was restrooms for the celebrities and she couldn't use one of them because it was reserved for the Jonas brothers. I mean, what is that, right? <laughs> the bodyguard. The bodyguard. Why are
0: the Jonas brothers going to the bathroom together? Because
6: together. happiness begins there. <laughs>
0: That's another question I have. Oh, very.
6: Good. <laughs> but um, I mean, look, this is not funny. Buzzfeed left no stone unturned when it came to doing their reporting and their investigation in regards to the environment of the Ellen DeGeneres show, which one employee claimed that she was fired after being on a mental health leave for attempting suicide.
0: (gasps) And she got fired?
6: She was fired upon her return to work, allegedly. That was in the BuzzFeed claim. Others have said that the environment was so toxic that in times of places where they needed to bring forth issues with production or just the environment, they were fearful for their jobs because the three executives at the helm of the Ellen show were not receptive, they were not warm, nor did they care about the well-being of mainly the people of color within the building. Wow. Now, the, the conversation shifts to, this is Ellen's show. Shouldn't Ellen be more involved in the, in the workplace culture of her brand? But... Enter another caveat in this whole saga that the brand of Ellen is based on a fake notion of positivity. That They, they only care about putting forth a positive image when it serve, when it serves the brand, mainly on television and on social media and in the public be it giveaways, um, charitable donations, and things of that nature. And that's all BS, according to one former employee, that behind closed doors, it doesn't matter. It's all for show. And to add insult to injury, the leftover prizes they receive, of course, is all according to BuzzFeed. The leftover prizes they receive are given to other employees that are favored by the three executives. So not everyone is privy to the same kind of treatment across the
1: board. And I, I want to make uh, a couple of things clear when sort of this like BuzzFeed expose as well, they are and Glavin, uh, Mary Connolly, and Andy Lassner are saying in their particular statement, it, this is not who we are, not who we strive to be because they address these claims already and not the mission Ellen has set for us. For the record, though, the day to day responsibility of the Ellen show is completely on us. Um, so right. they're trying to sort of like remove Ellen from a lot of this. And she's not personally implicated in any of the situations and the toxic culture that seems to be there. But they're saying that this is a, it, it is a culture there at the show and that what you see on camera is very much as they put it BS because right. it's very, very it's the antithesis of what actually is going on behind the
0: Yeah. Camera. But James, it's like earlier in the show, we were talking about Dan, Dan Snyder.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who's
0: exactly. the owner of the, of the formerly Redskins and to say, oh, yeah, there's all this, all this toxic culture going on, but he's the owner and he's not implicated. It's like just because you're not directly implicated, you're still, this is your thing. This is your you're show. Culpable. This is your, you're yeah. Culpable. Like if you know, you've got to know that this is the environment. Have you been working there for how long has that show been on now? So for over right. close
6: to 20 years. Right. 3, 000, so 3,000 episodes.
0: The fact that you can be like, I mean, I know she hasn't said anything yet, but to just remove herself from the situation seems like it's in the end going to come back and bite her in the ass to be like no 100%. no this isn't my no i had nothing. It, the kindest thing that's my thing my i don't know how what they're doing you what, know what and what just my, to throw what, everybody what else under the hired. damn bus to save yourself
1: I feel like this is it's like pr101 i think i've said right. this before if ellen would have addressed this early on if she have come out full force
3: mm-hmm.
1: and done all of this or or even now even now like this the first statement that comes out from this shouldn't have been from her three executive producers it should have been from been her, her. in a video she should have sat her butt down in her house right now and put out a video and it should have been sincere and a bunch of people should have touched it and wrote it the right way for her and all the stuff that needs mm-hmm. to happen when you're an a-lister but i i think this is the ultimate problem like i said earlier on in the show where there's smoke there's fire and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of smoke around this and I, I think that ultimately like ellen has a responsibility as a person as a brand as her show to be the one who steps up and says listen i get it all this stuff's going on and let me tell you about how i just became privy to it yes i've contributed to it and here's how i want to fix it like let's nip it in the butt moving forward and speaking of nipping things in the butt Jesse is yelling at me. We have to go to commercial, but we have so much more because this was a fire week in Hollywood, Jason. I cannot wait to talk more about it. Y'all stay tuned. We got more on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject.
2: The new channel Q.
1: Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We are continuing our conversation with the fabulous, the lovely, the... The beautiful um, what I was talking about our skin earlier on in the last week, like Jason and I, we just were cursed with good skin. I don't know yeah. what it is. The, the <laughs> lovely Jason Carter, because it is our Friday entertainment report where Jason is schooling us about all things going on entertainment. And we surprised Ali in the first block in the first entertainment segment with a story about. Whoa, there's been an expose done by BuzzFeed News about how the toxic culture at the Ellen show that we've been hearing lots and lots of rumors about may actually be very, very true. And we had to dip out to break before. But, Jason, apparently there's more.
6: There's more. So USA Today is reporting that the executive producers of the show are now scrambling to do damage control, holding press conferences and meetings with employees about the low morale in the environment at the ellen show which makes sense for them to do that because the people always want to do damage control when they're called out james you had mentioned something earlier before we went to break and that was about ellen being culpable and and coming forth and taking responsibility for her show the the issue with ellen is that she appears to be relatable hell she had a a netflix special called Relatable, relatable but we do recall that she, from her mansion in the Hollywood Hills, talked about being in jail during Corona, and that did not sit well with people. So James, you said she should get on her social media and make a statement, but hey, that hasn't worked out so well for her in the past. Mm. But one of the claims that one of the employees had made was that when a black employee, a person of color, went to one of these producers and, and voiced her concerns, that producer allegedly told her, listen, I have black friends that have had issues in the business. What they've done is they sucked it up. You need to do the same. Whoa. So, and this is that's that is a nice. quote from from one of the one of the anonymous uh. employees to Buzzfeed. I do think that Ellen will come out and say something, but when you have a brand built on kindness, charity and a positive nature, a jovial spirit levity. And for this to be levied against her, there's no recourse to this. I think this is going to damage her brand going forward.
0: Well, and her fans are so dedicated. I mean, when you looked at those original Twitter threads of people trashing Ellen and talking about how the environment there was so toxic, there were so many people that were like, I love Ellen, you guys, what? Does this mean that the Shutterfly gift cards? But they helped that woman who only had one leg, you know, (laughs) like they get so (laughs) upset. And they are just in it, you know, it's the it's the thing that they watch at four o'clock every day and to change their minds and to really lose those people, you got to have the receipts, so to speak. And it seems like the receipts are finally showing up.
6: And when an outlet like BuzzFeed or Variety or The Hollywood Reporter or New Yorker does an expose of this of this magnitude, they have done their due diligence and have talked to people who have corroborated these stories on multiple accounts. It'd be different if it was one person saying this, which one person is one too many. But if it was one person or two people, but this is 10 people after the fact of someone like her bodyguard comes forward to an outlet like Fox News right. and says, hey, this has been my experience at the hand of of this celebrity I finally felt comfortable coming forward and saying my truth after other people have said the same James where there's smoke there's fire and this is blazing
1: so all will be revealed we'll see what happens in the coming weeks yep and I I I feel like I just for once I'm not usually I bring up an Ellen story in our news it segment of the show and I'm always like look someone else said something else about Ellen but I feel like this time we actually have kind of a (laughs) lot to talk about a lot of receipts there so Jason, another, I'm going to kind of change the tone on us just a little bit. We do have some super sad news that is developing out of the Hollywood uh, world right now that actually just broke uh, last night slash this morning and it's developing, but we, what's the latest going on, Jason, with Tamar Braxton?
6: Yes, Tamar Braxton, 43-year-old uh, four-time Grammy nominee, has been was found unresponsive in her Ritz-Carlton residences by her partner, David Adafesco, last night, allegedly due to what they're reporting as an attempted suicide. Now, when he found her he had told alice that she had been drinking heavily and that there was possibly an ingest, an ingestion of uh, multiple pills so she had been taken into custody and it is on the mend as we go to air this morning but tamar has been going through it apparently she has been in heated debate with her network we tv over her new reality show that's that was supposed to premiere this month called get your life she did not like the way she was portrayed in the promo for this reality show and we know tamar has been known to be um Colorful, full out, eccentric, and that's why we love her. But it's been a road for her since um leaving b- divorcing Vince Vincent Herbert, who's her husband. They have a beautiful son, Logan. And so she's on the men as we go to as we come to air this morning, according to reports. I feel for Tamar, you guys, really, because out of all the Braxton sisters, I feel like Tamar has gotten the worst rap. You know, we know Tony has her bouts with lupus, has declared bankruptcy many times, come back from that. And Tamar, it seems, has gotten the, the most flack out of the Braxton sisters because she is the most outspoken. She is the most vocal. She is the most emotional out of all her sisters. So all we can do is wish her the best and hope mm-hmm. she, you know, she will recover from this.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, really unfortunate. And another reason why quarantine is really difficult and everything we're all going through in this, this, the pandemic, but ultimately mental health really does matter. And just for any of you listening, if you ever feel like you're at that breaking point, or even if before you get to that breaking point, you can always call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Line. And even if you just need someone to talk to, they also have uh, specific resources for LGBTQ folks, if you reach out to there as well. So um, Jason, we have to run alley. We spared you your last surprise. Which you was spared Kardashian. me my surprise. No, it did. It, 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 the it, surprise was this.
6: It was the Kardashians dressing up as oh. the Spice Girls and the oh. Spice Girls oh. co-signing it.
0: Alright, we gotta go. <laughs> Jason from RuPaul's Drag Race, CNN the Young Turks Entertainment Tonight. We will see you next Friday. Sans Kardashian stories.
6: I can't promise <laughs> that, but I'll see you next Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject.
3: The
2: new channel Q.
1: Drop the Subject presents. News it or lose it. Oh, my gosh. So much Hollywood drama. Thank you, Jason Carter, of course, for coming on. If you miss anything in today's episode, it has been a little bit of a wacky episode because it's Friday. This is what we do. We've actually had a really fantastic week of radio for you. But if you miss our show live and in full effect, you can always download it as a podcast. Just search Drop the Subject, preferably on Radio.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts, we give you like an hour and 40-some-odd minutes of quality, juicy, yummy, amazing content. We've had a lot of really great stuff this week. Dr. John Paul, uh, a three-block segment with him. We talked to John for a long time about uh, how how reverse racism really isn't a thing. Um, Dr. Jen, of course, earlier today. Jason Carter, we've got some really fun stuff coming up for you next week. But now, so download that podcast, by the way. Now, Allie Johnson, you have... The three most important decisions of your life. Are you ready for news it? (laughs) News it. I'm ready. Headline number one. Hallmark promises to make the Yuletide extra gay this year.
0: Oh, okay. Are they doing that Christmas in July crap again?
1: Uh, They're they're kind of starting to do some of that, but that's actually not what the story is about. Okay. Headline number two. Bubba Wallace booed at NASCAR All-Star Race Qualifier, cheered after crashing.
0: That is despicable. Lose it.
1: Can you freaking believe that? No. They also are like, is, it's like more Confederate flags than ever people are trying oh, to fly at these races, by the way. Yep. Uh, okay, losing that one. And headline number three long distance couples must show coronavirus love contract at Dutch border before returning.
0: Ooh, how exciting. Sure, I will news it. Is this a gay gay cray cray?
1: Um, not I suppose it could be a gay, gay, cray, cray, because I'm sure sometime in the future someone's going to try to violate this contract. But listen, apparently, according to uh, the European Union's like coronavirus travel ban, um, couples can be reunited in the Netherlands only. So if they've been in different countries, but in the EU. They can only reunite reunite if they're able to show border guards a love contract declaring that their relationship has lasted longer than three months. (laughs) That's still not a lot of time. This was my thought. You could have two different relationships in the time of COVID that would still meet the qualifications of a love contract. And I'm not sure that it would work.
0: No, like we met on Zoom. We've actually never met before, but we've had a lot of Zex. We've gone to Base.
1: <laughs> is that the name we've... for it? Zex?
0: <laughs> yeah. We've been nice. zonking each other for quite a while, and I know that it's love. <laughs> so let's meet up in the Netherlands where our love ca- contract is valid.
1: Is Is valid. Th- listen, you can be a handwritten signed statement. But if you lie on said handwritten signed statement, it's punishable by a charge of perjury oh. in the Netherlands. I
0: thought you were going to be like, death. I was like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> right. Punishable by stoning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, of course, you know, these individuals are saying, I'm convinced that if people arrive with malicious intentions, that authorities will pick up on it. this is like the fundamental difference you could never get away with stuff like this in the united states this is the fundamental difference between like what europeans feel like they're rocking and like in the united states like everyone in the united states would be like yep we've been married for 17 years i wrote it down on a napkin now you better let me in you know
0: yeah exactly and people in europe would be like "Mm, honor system do you believe (laughs) it's love yes i do because of romance now i hate you now i love you but at least i'm honest about it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> now I hate you. Now I love you. Uh, yeah, I. Th- there's no way in the United States that anything like a written contract declaring your love, like a love contract would. No, that's called marriage. And no, more but than I'd 50% love, of us yeah. get divorced anyway. <laughs> Don't
0: work. Yeah. But I would love to see love contract <laughs> um, divorce court.
1: Ooh, love contract divorce court. That sounds like that's another show that we could make, Allie. I, we are coming up with all kinds of fantastic show ideas. We're going to become billionaires and trillionaires. Watch out Jeff Bezos. Speaking of billions and trillions of hours I have spent watching Hallmark movies during the holidays for some odd reason always Why am wishing I not
0: surprised?
1: wishing and hoping right cuz that you know Hallmark was the worst right they would be like oh we need to start having diversity here's the twinkie white gay character totally. who's always the hairdresser right mm-hmm. or the designer and he's always the best friend and he's like hey jessica here's your latte girl mm, isn't yeah. that snack over there yeah i don't you know,
0: know if that yeah totally totally and then and, there's like some rugged mountain man who comes in and he's like julia can i talk to you right yes like, oh why don't you talk to me honey
1: exactly and he's acting like sassy black woman because that's a whole trope too right because mm-hmm. that's the only way. yeah anyway don't don't get me started well A lot of you may remember that Hallmark Channel was way in some big controversy last year regarding the lack of appropriate LGBTQ characters in its TV movies, particularly like they dominate November and December in terms of cable ratings. They just completely dominate. So now they're saying that this year their slate of Christmas movies will uh, make the Yuletide a lot more gay. Crown Media, which is the parent company of Hallmark, announced uh, just this week that it has a whopping 40 new holiday movies and that almost every single one of them will include at least one queer character and storyline.
0: Uh-huh. Well, it better be. There better be. If there's 40, you got to have one where the leads 40. are gay. Okay. And I don't care. if right. It's the same plot where it's like big business woman who goes back to her small roots town and then marries a welder. I don't care what it is. It can be the same tropey story, but it just make it gay.
1: Yes. And preferably individuals of color. It'd be really nice if we had some non-binary and trans folks in there as well. Like, can we get, like, let's get real about this Hallmark if you're going to do it. So I, I wonder if they just sort of tried to do this and it didn't really work, or if they're really uh, going for it, we'll have to see. We will have to wait until the holidays to see if that is a fact, but you know it only takes about three days to film these movies, so I'm not surprised they were able to film 40 in like the month of February before COVID.
0: I'm sure.
1: I digress. But that's sort of a happy ending in and of itself, but we have our actual happy endings for the show and for the week. Coming up next.
2: (laughs)
0: Drop the subject, the new Channel Q. What a week it has been. We are glad that we have been keeping you company and you always keep us company too when you interact with us at DTS Show on Twitter and on Instagram. We always love hearing from you guys. Follow, rate, subscribe, podcast, download it, listen if you missed anything. Hey, we've done a lot this week. We've talked to a lot of people. We've done games. We've had guests. It's all good stuff, and it's all important stuff, too. We like to throw in some important things, some fun things, a nice potpourri of life here on Drop the Subject. So if you missed anything, download that podcast. We covered a lot today, specifically. We talked about why people believe in conspiracy theories, because we talked about Free Britney. We also talked about some of the Redskins drama. Talked to Dr. Jen about... Open, well, not open relationships, legal separations or separate, you know, trial separations with your spouse. We also talked about um, the Golden Girls' house being up for sale. We did some gay news headlines. We talked to Jason about Ellen and much, much more. And it all boils down to the happy, happy endings. Also, when you talk about Hallmark in the previous segment, you've got to talk about happy endings. They go hand in hand. James Simmons, nurse practitioner, do you have a happy ending?
1: Nurse practitioner to the stars. It always makes me laugh when you say that. James Simmons, nurse practitioner. Nurse
0: practitioner.
1: I do have a happy ending, Allie. You know, Mm. the legendary, one of a kind, iconic Golden Girls home right here in Brentwood, California, actually, might be for sale for a whopping three point something million dollars. But at least it comes with its own homemade cheesecake. Does it? (laughs) Or are you making that up? I'm making that up. And the music stopped. <laughs> but at least it has
0: this other thing that I totally made
1: up. Well, but they always have cheesecakes. You have to have a cheesecake in the home, Golden Girls home. So at least you know, you're spending $3 million, but at least you're going to get a cheesecake.
0: I have not seen you in person since all of this went down in March, I believe, was the last time we even saw each other in person. So maybe we should do a drive-in in front of the Golden Girls house. <gasps> And eat cheesecake in front of the house like a couple of gay creepers.
1: Likes and be at six feet and one inch away from each other the whole time. That would be amazing. We should do our show from there. We should go (laughs) set up in front of Brentwood because we'll we'll just call in on our phone. You know, whatever, no biggie.
0: (laughs) You know what? What? Why the hell not at this point? Sure. Ah. We're doing everything from our cars now. Just do what's one more thing.
1: What's one more? Okay.
0: Okay. Um here is my happy ending. Mills. Yes. Gyms may be going extinct mm. and that's hard for places especially places like 24-hour fitness and Equinox who already had some trip, you know, some some tough times in the last yeah. couple of years. Um but at least Britney Spears is not contributing to the problem.
2: Hi, guys. I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my
0: gym down. I'm oh, no, wait. She is contributing to the problem. Damn
1: it. Because <laughs> I burnt my gym
0: down. <laughs> I burnt my gym down. <laughs>
3: um, I had
1: And then she so just like, keeps going. Yeah, that, is good, sorry, that is a good. I'm sorry. That is code. Down. People don't burn down their gyms and then just keep talking about something else. I've like, just, I
0: burnt my gym down, unfortunately, down. but I do have two more pieces of equipment and now here's me dancing. And
1: you're like, this has got to mean something. <laughs> that means, what are you trying to tell
0: us, Brittany? Oh, Brittany, <laughs> we want to help you. I really want to be a good Brittany ally.
1: I know. I burnt my gym down.
0: <laughs> I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Okay. Well, um, it's been really fun. Have a great weekend. And if you go to a gym, be safe and don't burn it down. Ah. Uh, Let's listen to a mashup of Britney Spears and Golden Girls to take us out. Have a great weekend, everybody.
2: Hi, guys. I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and, yeah, one thing led to another and I burnt it down. So I'm in here and only have two pieces of equipment left. Ah. Uh.
3: <laughs>
0: On the next, on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, we're getting into it with Yvette Allais from Justice LA. Does she have a baby? Marissa Tomei.
1: What are you doing?
0: I don't know. I had to finish it. Okay,
1: fair. However, we're talking to Yvette, who's amazing, by the way, about how LA has the biggest jail infrastructure in the world, what they're doing to shrink it, and how defunding the police is actually already working.
0: It's a part of our effort to keep the conversation about racism top of mind. Drop the subject. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, 1 to 4
3: Eastern, on Channel Q.